understood. Are we recording? Yes, we are. Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, the show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I'm Jordan, with me is Luke. Yo, yo. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. We're recording. This is our first time recording on a Saturday. This doesn't matter for anyone. I think, I think it is. But, you know, it's always Monday. Got that Saturday <laughs> spirit. Whatever that is. I, I, I just don't know what to think. So um, something. It's good. Yeah. It's nice. It feels, it feels pretty good. Um, something I, I realized that I had no idea. There's a thing going on in our hometown, Gainesville, uh, right now called uh, Gator Lan, L-A-N. Um, I didn't know this, but it's a really big gaming event that goes on. It's, I had it, no idea. Yeah, I had no idea either. Like <laughs> I heard about it, but I had no idea it's as big as it was. There's like, it gets a lot of coverage from like the gaming community. It's, it's basically like an esport thing. It's an esport thing, exactly. Tournament. Yeah, <laughs> it goes on over at Rights Union. It just uh, it's pretty darn big. It's going on today and tomorrow. People like come in from other places competing. Yeah, um, I suppose. And uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we know a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we maybe we should go. You know, get some coverage. You know, change our uh, sounds cool. I haven't been to our, something like that. I've never been. Cha- yeah, we can uh, change our Twitter handle. You know, Jordan <laughs> at Gatorland or something like that. You know how they do. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm not a tweeter. Think it would help us help our uh, get some more coverage out there. Get the improper, sure. improperly Everything packaged helps, right? name out there. Give out some T-shirts that we don't we're have. We're here. <laughs> you don't know who we are, but we're here. We're recording live from Gatorland and Gaines. See, there's a place called. Is Ga- this the first time? No, it's been going on. I think it's just growing. I'm surprised I haven't heard of it. Yeah, me either. I, I, I heard about because there's someone on Twitter that I follow. They're like, "Oh, I'm in Gatorland." I was like, "Is that a Gainesville thing?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, Gatorland." No, it's what not games big. are they playing? Well, I think tonight it's uh, Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Like the a variety of Smash Bros. game, uh, Tekken, I think Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Well, tomorrow is like uh, uh, Overwatch. Today's the fighting day. Yeah, tomorrow's yeah different, like Shooter Overwatch day. and Pokemon and stuff like that going on. And those aren't in the same category, but okay. You know, no, I, I <laughs> you know classic. Overwatch, Pokemon, of course. Different name for the same thing, really. <laughs> Colorful they're both, characters. They're both like <laughs> coming to fight. Animated, I guess. They're very animated. <laughs> very colorful games. <laughs> they're not photorealistic. Not at all. I'll say that, but interesting. You know, that matters not at all to us because we're not there. So yeah, I interesting. Thought it, I thought I would mention it anyways. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Good content. <laughs> So anyways, man, um, we're going to get into our review in a little bit. But first, uh, what are, have you been watching slash playing with? Um, I saw Longshot, right. and I wouldn't really recommend it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. It kind of plays as a... Uh, what's the dude that does uh, This is 40 and... Paul Rudd. Uh, not Paul Rudd. Uh, the director. You Judd know, Apatow. Apatow, yeah. yeah. It really... I, I thought it was an Apatow movie, but it, it wasn't when I looked it up. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Just like overall, you know, kind of thoughts on the movie. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of, it's it's obviously weird. I mean, that's the whole premise of the movie that, yeah. you know, Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen would get together. Obviously, that's strange, but they definitely don't sell it that well to me in the movie. And the story, like, struggles to stay interesting for me, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a lukewarm review. It wasn't the worst movie, but certainly not something. Kind of came like, and went. I never really heard yeah. much about it when it was out. And it's like if you feel like watching it, watch it. But it's not like something you should definitely see. If you're doing the laundry and it comes on, <laughs> it comes on. Just comes on. Which, yeah, Netflix goes to the next movie and that's it. Then I guess watch it. <laughs> Long it's shot. The modern five. day, like, um, what is it? Channel surfing. Just Netflix looks into the next thing after whatever you were watching ended. <laughs> yeah, which is always an interesting exercise. And like, what is this? It's have like to do with never that? anything you want to watch. I feel like the weird thing, like Disney Plus, is I think is still getting like its bearings. But like ev- yeah. after every episode of Mandalorian, it's like Empire Strikes Back. Huh? <laughs> after every episode, do you now want to watch a two-hour movie? <laughs> do you want to watch? No, 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 the no. middle part of a trilogy? <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> It's just kind of funny. I mean, I guess it's like, what else are they going to do? Yeah. 
So cancel it quickly if you see this movie coming up. Because <laughs> it's not worth watching. Fumble. No, 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 no. Another one that's probably not worth watching, we went and saw Underwater. Oh, really? Okay. With uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies where I'll say, like, I was surprised at how well it was shot for a movie that I think was pretty subpar, but the cinematics were pretty cool. Okay. So, you know, there were some cool angles, and Kristen Stewart was definitely, like, the main part of, like, the whole movie. Like, yeah. everyone else was really kind of around her. And, um, like, the different elements that she got in and as you can kind of tell from the trailer stressful situations looks very I, stressful yeah i just automatically go into non-spoiler territory but this is one of those movies where i don't think anybody in the universe would care if i spoiled it i mean it's monsters but, and it's underwater i don't know yeah i won't spoil it just be out of habit but yeah. yeah like she she's the main focus point and you see all the emotions she goes through and i don't know there's just there's some cool use of lighting and cinematic angles I'll say so that. Is it but the story well is very, oh, it's just like he gets right into something, doesn't introduce anyone. I'm sure you've seen those kind of movies where it's yeah. like, wait, what are we doing? Where are we? Yeah. It like in the very beginning of the movie, none of this will spoil anything, but <gasps> in the very beginning of the movie, there's like these clips of like news articles that like explain, okay, yeah, you're going to go to the bottom of the exposition, bottom of the news, ocean, yeah. Mariana trench, you know, the, discovery deep the deepest part of it and they're drilling and then it's just like boom <laughs> you know? just it basically goes right into thing, what the trailer right? shows yeah. like and then it carries out basically the trailer basically is a movie it basically shows everything there's like one little thing at the end that kind of is surprising but it's very it's something you could easily guess if you you know had any clue what this movie was about going into it so yeah, it's okay, but I will say it, it looked pretty cool. Okay, well, th- that's good. It's good to be at least visually entertained, I guess, yeah. you know. I also realized how terrible it is to watch a movie on the second row. Mm. Yeah, we <laughs> we could have gotten the third row, but we didn't buy our tickets before we got to the theater. So we got to the theater, and then second row was all that was left. Real Okay, I'm, I'm kind of surprised yeah, it how, was. how that, big of a yeah. showing it came out. You're right. I, I wasn't right. even thinking about that, but yeah, it was completely full. Even the front row was completely full, which is funny. These ladies walked up like maybe 10, 10 minutes after we sat down. They were on the front row. And this one lady like, turns to her friend when she sits down. She's like, there is no freaking way I'm sitting there. She said, there's no way. Her friend sits down. She's like, no, forget it. So she takes her popcorn and like, drink and like walks off. She's like, they're going to have to seat me somewhere else. And just, then, she, then she comes back like, a couple of minutes later, and she just kind of surrendered to it. Yeah, I mean, what? what and, you, see me somewhere? <laughs> where? Exactly. All right, fine. <laughs> we we kept looking back. I was thinking maybe the back row, maybe there'd be something. You know, somebody yeah. didn't show up, but everybody showed up, and it was full. But wow, then she okay. like sat down, and she was like laying like as far down in her seat, like yeah, <laughs> basically <straight> looking vertical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. It was really bad. I was in the a second fr- row was rough, but man, first row, <laughs> first row, it's like a category of torture. <laughs> it's one thing when you see like a drama or a comedy in the front row, but when it's like an action thriller kind of deal. Like I saw Crazy Rich. It was Asians. a little bit of horror too. Yeah, when, and when I saw Crazy Rich Asians, we were in the front row, and oof. Especially when it's just hard to focus of... on and see what's happening. Honestly, you're so close. Yeah, I'm like, wait, because I couldn't even read the like things because they like span the whole. The whole width of the screen. I'm like, wait, what'd that say? <laughs> you got to move your head while you're reading. Yeah, yeah, not optimal. Yeah, I'd say if you can't get third row, just don't go. No, that's what we decided last night. It's like, yeah. Luckily, it was a movie I didn't care about. But if it was a movie I would have cared about, I definitely would have been like, nope, going to see a different. We'll just go to the 10:35 or whatever. And it very much depends on the theater. I think the Celebration, one of our better theaters, like it's if you're in the front row, forget about it. It's over. That's where we were. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. like our nicer theater. So third, first row is unacceptable. It's really bad. It's really close. There's not enough space yeah. between that row and the screen. But if you're at like one of our worst theater, Royal Park, if you're in the front row, it's like. <laughs> It's like so far in, from the from the screen. Yeah, it's yeah. actually kind of strange how much space they left. I guess it's because they put in those nicer screens. So ah, uh, okay. They wanted to take up as much as they could. Yeah, get as many people seated in there as they can, which I can understand. But it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the epitome of a movie that you absolutely should not see. Oh boy. 
is Six Underground on Netflix. That movie's really bad. That's the Michael Bay. It's the Michael Bay, Ryan Reynolds movie. That that movie's really bad. I watched probably 40 minutes of it, which maybe was half of it, and I just said no. This is complete waste of my time. I've had enough. Like, I'd rather watch anything else. Like, the action, you know, it's... It's well done, I guess. Okay. But the dialogue is terrible. It's so bad. Like the entire, I don't know. Yeah, you may not know what I'm talking about, but I've, I follow Ryan Reynolds on Instagram and he posted up this like cool thing. Like, yeah, I'm shooting this Michael Bay film. And it like showed like, there's a super long action scene in the movie in Italy, like around the statues and everything. So it's like a really cool backdrop for this. And it was, it was really cool, but. That's like the whole beginning of the movie, which I really feel like, like I said, I didn't finish it, but I really feel like that is the movie. That action sequence is the whole thing. And the dialogue is one of those things where someone says something and then somebody says something in return to that and then that's it. And then it's just, they keep doing that, like say something, somebody responds, you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. And it was was the worst nightmare of that happening, like... Oh yeah, we're doing really good. Oh, we better watch out. Ooh. And then like it was like that never got spoken and then they would like start it up again. Like, "Oh, watch this. I'm going to pull a cool one here. Oh, you better be careful." And it was just that the whole for like 20 minutes of this like pretty cool action scene that was completely ruined by I don't know, script. I mean, everything about My it. God. It was just like like Michael Bay, you know, I mean, it's pretty cool the way he shoots movies like yeah, Transformers looks neat. He's capable of entertaining but, you but at man, times. Something about that. It, it was another one of those movies where it just it went right into it, didn't introduce you to anything, and you're supposed to like care about these people. A freaking character dies right at the beginning. You like barely even know his name. What are they like? You, no. Yeah, they were yeah. exactly <laughs> They're, like crying, and there's a funeral and everything. It's like what. That's the worst part. When and then they introduce another it. character, yeah. and there's like a fake death for him, and you're supposed to like care about that. It's like I just met him like 40 seconds ago. <laughs> so yeah, it's a really bad movie. Just don't don't see it. <laughs> just get out while you can, I guess. <laughs> um, the NFL division games are going on. That's huh. that's exciting. So good football national championship is Monday night. So be excited, sports fans. <laughs> Um, we went to Hollywood Studios last weekend, and then we're going to this weekend again. And we have these reservations for this Oga's Tavern or restaurant or wh- yeah, whatever it's, like, it's, it's like, called. It's supposed to be like the cantina but, or yeah. whatever. So, you know, we'll see. It looks interesting. There's always a line there every time I go. So Yeah, I, definitely. It's crazy. When we went, because we went for like the uh, preview day, and that's the only time we've been so far to uh, Galaxy's Edge. But, like, yeah, we were turned away because, you know, there's a line and, yeah. like, you know, reservations only. But they're like, but we will take you in there just so you can. Like a tour. Yeah, yeah just so you can look around for a second. They're like, all right, now, come on. <laughs> I mean, no, they didn't do that. But, yeah, yeah so it looks cool. So I think you might be in for some fun. Maybe. I don't know how the food is, though. But yeah. Should be fun. Rise of the Resistance also last weekend was absolutely insane. So we went in and we're like, okay, well, you know, we'll try to go on the ride. Well, first of all, the ride you have to sign up for a cyber queue on yeah, the app. Yeah, it's like a boarding group. <clears throat> so we went in, you know, it looked busy. It's like, okay, well, you know, I guess that's the line. So then later on going out, the line was literally five times as long. So I'm thinking they stopped the queuing and just let people line up because it was insane. It was it was out that little cave area where you first enter. Mm-hmm. It was all the way there, all the way Ooh. to the entrance. And then, you know, of course, I'm sure it wraps all through, like, the hill there. So. My God. Yeah, they didn't even have, like, a thing displaying the time because I guess they're not doing that now. I mean, I don't know. You know, it seemed like they opened it up, but, like, their typical thing is, like you said, the cyber queue. experimenting, I guess, right? I mean, it seems like usually when they come out. I feel like it should be one way or the other. (laughs) Yeah. That's confusing when you open it up sometimes but not other times it's absolutely confusing i couldn't i don't even understand you can go into the site the digital queue and it's like you have to be in the park to do it i mean when we went last we got yeah. there at like 11 not too early but there are there's signs everywhere that just said nope if you're thinking about getting on this ride forget about it because it's <laughs> filled up for the day and i was like holy yeah. crap man yeah 
I can't even now give the option to like wait four hours or whatever, which I wouldn't do. But which I, mean, I guess they opened it up to that because like the yeah, queue said it was still full, but then people had yeah. They must anyways. be having a hard time kind of figuring their stuff out. I guess everybody wants to go on it. I guess so. I know I, heard, I do. I, I heard it was good, so I don't <laughs> yeah. even know what it is to be honest. But I, I don't. Maybe I don't even want it. The know. rise of the resistance. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see the whole. That's thing. That's what it is. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Um. So okay. Um. Uh, I watched with Amber a Netflix original movie uh, called Marriage Story. Um. This is a movie mm-hmm. uh, starring Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson. And um, this is okay. It is a, a drama for sure. It is a very much a drama that has a feel, almost like a play in in, in like certain scenes. There's very long scenes with long takes. These very yeah. long monologues too. And it's an acting showcase. I mean, both Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are fan freaking tastic in this. And this is yeah. a movie I, I I've been. Wasn't there someone else? I yeah, there was Laura a, Dern. Okay, yeah. Laura Dern's in it as a, I think she won Golden Globe too for best supporting actress or something like that. Um, so hmm, I was this is a movie I was kind of like shying away from for a while because I'm like, this is gonna be depressing. It's kind of the reason I didn't watch it. Yeah, too. some like Revolutionary Road kind of deal where you're yeah. just like, well. Where at the end of the movie, it's like, here's the message of the movie. Life sucks. There's no hope. Go F yourself. I don't know. It's like, great. But yeah. you know what? Watching the movie, I'm glad I did. I'm, I am I could actually recommend this movie. I don't put it in the same category as others like Revolutionary Road, yeah. where it's like, wow, there is nothing that's nice here. <laughs> I mean, because I think... Hmm, I think it's the tone of this movie that helps this. While it's a very depressing subject matter, which obvious, because basically the reason why it's called Marriage Story, but it's it's divorce story. That's yeah. what that's what it is. The whole movie is pretty much focused around there. There's yeah. not really any. That's what it seemed like. There's nothing there for like that's about just their marriage. It is divorce story, um, <laughs> but I will say this: they find ways. To like somehow make it light at the same time. There will be these like arguments and dehumanizing moments of these characters, but somehow in that they find ways to kind of have some light humor there in like certain scenes. It's really well written, but it's it's also well acted in a way that like. Adam Driver and uh, and also Scarlett Johansson somehow have the, have a real humanity to this. I think it's it's a really hmm, it's like a compassionate telling of this story. Like I feel like the, the the filmmakers are trying hard not to go on to one side and make these people too unlikable, which really uh, is hard to do because they're both doing unlikable things. Both yeah. of them don't leave the movie unscathed. They're, they both done bad things and after at the end of the movie you're like yeah these aren't good people i like depending on who you are but i also kind of like them though that's the thing i feel like you'd still be able to like them (laughs) even though you don't agree with their choices and also they do this thing where it's like you know how like a lot of movies like this are like well, that's what marriage is all about. Marriage sucks, right? You know, it's not that kind of movie. No. And I think because of that, like the the way they do that is like the situation they're in is is this maybe even a fault of the movie. The situation they're in is so unrelatable because of like how their lives were set up before they started getting a divorce. Like the like it's almost like in a way where you're like when I was thinking to myself during the movie, I was like, wow, it's almost like they wanted to get a divorce the way they've like set up their hmm. careers and just the way their lifestyle was. I was like, how would that ever work? And how is that sustainable at all? But yeah. I don't know, whatever. But either way, I recommend the, the I recommend this movie. Like the acting is fantastic. There's some scenes that are super standout. Adam Driver, he's becoming one of my favorite actors. Like the way he acts with his eyes are amazing. This is why this shouldn't be a play because you want to get those close-up scenes and where you can see the subtle breaking down. There's so much acting behind his eyes. I mean, he did a really good job in like Sky in the Rise of Skywalker because there was a lot of moments where he had to do a lot with just facial expressions. He is freaking amazing with that. <laughs> like, there's these points in the movie where I'm like, oh man, I'm breaking his heart. I'm breaking my heart here because like I feel like 
if anything, the movie kind of does sympathize with his character a little bit more. I'm not. I'm not going to spoil anything on how things go down. You, all, all I'm going to say is like it, it's how it's advertised. It's a divorce story. So yeah. go in if you go in with that in mind. I think you'll come out of it fine. It's not as horrible as it seems. Yeah, there's a few scenes where you're like, oof, this is just kind of unrelenting. But still, there's moments of like levity. There's moments of hope thrown in there where you're like, oh, well, here's this nice thing. You know, and so it's not just misery, misery, misery. But so I think it's worth it as far if even if you're kind of bummed out at the end, watch an episode of The Office afterwards. <laughs> Do something nice, and you'll be fine. It's not. It's not anything life ruining. It, it's worth worth it for yeah. the filmmaking that's on display here, and the acting, and all that good stuff. It's a really freaking good movie, and I recommend it. Um, I did see Jim. I'm not gonna talk about this very um, very long because you talked about it on a previous podcast. I, I finally saw Jim Bonji the next level. I liked it. I thought it was good. I I, th- I pretty much feel exactly the same way I do about this one as I do the first one. You know, not when I say the first one, I mean. The Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, it, it's just a fun movie. I mean, it's not when I leave the theater, it's not going to be a movie that I'm like thinking about and quoting or anything like that. But seeing it, I was having fun. Theater etiquette, disaster. You know, anytime <laughs> I see a comedy, that's that's the kind of the expectations. <laughs> Something I've noticed every single time. I'm I know I seem like such a fuddy duddy on this podcast, always. <laughs> going on and on about how I'm pissed off about people talking in the theater, but something I'm realizing, people in comedies, they feel the need to repeat the joke yeah. in the theater. Wow. <laughs> you, you know, they'll be like, hear that? He said he, he oh said that. Gosh. I'm like, are you kidding me? She heard it. She's in the theater. You don't need to repeat it for her. Oh my god. And there, it was really for you, Jordan. It was really for me. You hear that back there, Jordan? You hear it, Jordan? That good one? Kevin Hart said that. Isn't it funny? Like, yes! I don't want to... Mm. It's great. Shut up. <laughs> but anyways, the movie. The movie was fun. Um, it's like these movies are solid sevens for me. They're good. They're, there's nothing that like sends them over the edge. I think ev- everything is like capable filmmaking. I'm like, okay, this has everything a movie should. Here's your through line. Here's what the... the he has enough character stuff where it's like, here's what these characters are kind of doing. And... Uh, Mostly la- good laughs. I think like there's, I'm laughing most of the time, and I liked, I like the fact that this has become kind of like, oh, let's put this celebrity in here as this person. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be cool with this uh, series continuing and them just putting in more talent in sure there. Sure, seemed like it is going to. Yeah, it does, <laughs> and they're probably going in a different direction. If I had to guess, I mean, looking at how that movie ended, but I don't know. Keep them coming. They're fine. They're fine. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, – I talked about it before when I was just starting the game. But Yeez 8, Lacrimosa of Donna, that uh, action RPG that I've been uh, kind of wailing away at. It's the, You know, it's kind of difficult when there's a game. It's like you kind of choose what am I going to spend my time on right now? Yeah. What, what Where is my goal right now? Because that's how I am. I, I can only play like one or two games at a time. And this is like the one I'm like, okay, I need to finish this game. So I can clear some space on my schedule to go on to the next game. And so I can spend more time on this. Because so basically where I'm at right now, I'm going to finish this game. And that'll be because I have always have a PS4 game and a Switch game. And then I have an Xbox One game. Right now, Xbox One's Outer Worlds, PS4, Kingdom Hearts 3. When's the last time you played Outer Worlds? It's been a while. But that is my (laughs) Xbox One game. Um, PS4. It's there. It's there. It's waiting for me. Come back to us, Jordan. It's on deck. It's on deck. (laughs) Um, I need. I'm trying to beat Kingdom Hearts three because the deal again because the DLC is coming out. It's a big story DLC coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Remind. Excited about that. And now um, on this, I'm trying to get through Yeez eight so I can move on to another Switch game. So on and so forth. But the game itself, I'm almost done with it. I can, I can sense the end coming. I'm 35 hours in. Reasonably long game. It's it's yeah. pretty standard RPG length. Um, so this is an odd game. I mean, like I'm about to beat it. It's it's very cool in its premise. I really dig it. I get a lot of lost vibes running around this island as a as a castaway, where you're just with a group of survivors and you're unraveling mysteries. It's it's very lost in that way. Except you're running around with a sword, slashing monsters constantly, and so it's it's very fun. But I will say this: something that does kind of hold the game back for me a little bit is the graphics. I mean. 
it, it's you know this this game kind of looks like you know how Shovel Knight is like oh this is kind of like what we imagine like Nintendo games were but this is actually a little bit better than like a Nintendo yeah. game this is how I feel like a how we imagine Dreamcast games were because it's almost like has the Dreamcast like there's nothing in the game that like couldn't be on a Dreamcast but it's just kind of looks a little bit sharper a little bit better and does a lot more as far hmm. as like action and like yeah. you know in the um, and all that stuff but still that being said it's a lot of fun the story is great um, I'm almost done with it, but it's if you're looking for an RPG and like it's on the more like action front where it's a lot more about like running around and slashing monsters more than talking to people and walking around town and uh, you know like stuff you know like a turn-based RPG. I'd say get into this maybe. It's on Switch and it's on PS4, um, but originally it was the reason why it looks like this was a Vita game. Um, originally, so it was on a smaller system, and they kind of just blew it up on hmm. a Switch and on PS4. Not a remaster, just a port. It is a remaster. I mean, it looks. It, you know, they gave it a little bit more crisper visuals. I'm sure, especially if I was like playing it on like PlayStation Pro or something, I'm sure it would look a little bit better than yeah. what it has now. But I can tell, like, it's not like a of like a proper PS4 game. It looks like some weird in between thing. It looks like a game I wouldn't have really like thought twice about if it was on like PS3 or Xbox 360 yeah. or something like that. I'd be like, yeah, that's a decent looking PS3 or Xbox 360 game. Not great, but you know, whatever. But either way, it's fun. Do you see a big difference when you're in docked mode with your Switch? So uh, when I'm in docked mode... Uh, Just with any game, I mean? Yeah, there's certain games that I'm like, wow, this does look better. But um, there's, it depends on my, the t which TV I'm playing at. So I have two docks. I have one upstairs in the bedroom on the 50-inch and one downstairs on the 70-inch. I will definitely say when you're sitting close to a 70-inch, it looks a little worse than it does when you put it on the 50-inch hmm. TV. I mean, I think that just like goes... Like refresh rate? No, I think it's just the fact that you're just taking 1080p and you're just blowing it up hmm. to a pretty large size. I mean, I, that, I guess that can be just be said of any 1080p picture. I'm sure if I put in a Blu-ray on the 50-inch, I sat back and I watched it. I mean, it would look a little bit, little bit cleaner, but yeah. It, yeah, it looks a little bit stretched and washed out a little bit. But yeah, I mean, there's some games that like clearly look better than when they're on handheld. But there's some games I'm like, this is actually a more kind of enjoyable experience handheld. Like, hmm. there's a lot of games like that. But yeah, just because of the mechanics, you mean? Um, or are you saying it actually looks better in handheld mode? I think some game like it's a 720 um, 720p display on the handheld, and uh, sometimes things look a little bit better shrunken down on a small screen like that. Just you know, there's a lot less to do. You, you mean like just up. resolution wise? I'm talking it sounds resolution. like yeah, exactly. So like the the fluidness stays pretty consistent. Yeah, I think in most most games the uh, the frame rate stays pretty much the same on these Switch yeah. games. There's a I think I've encountered one game. Where I was like, ooh, the frame rate kind of took a dip when I'm in a handheld mode. It was like a Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 or something like that. There was like a certain area of the game. I'm surprised the resolution it hurts more than the frame rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's just a screen, too, because, you know, the, the max resolution on that screen is a 720 display. I'm wondering if they ever do a Switch Pro or anything like that. There'll be a 1080 or higher or OLED or something like that with a... I don't know. Yeah. But, Yeah. That's probably got all to do with how much mm. they want to charge for it. Pretty much. Uh, um, but that's pretty much it. I, I will mention real quick, I am gotten back into... An, i, I got to talk about anime every once in a while on this show. Um, a show called My Hero Academia. Uh, it's on its fourth season. I'm now caught up to the most recent episode. Man, this show is freaking amazing. I'll even say this to you. Look, if, if this if you're out there, if you're looking to get into anime at some point, this is this is a decent one to start with because I think it has there's because there's movies you can watch like Akira, like a lot of people who are like, oh, you don't watch anime here, watch Akira. It's like one of the most critically acclaimed yeah. anime movies or something like that. But if you <coughs> want to like know kind of what anime is about, you know, like I don't think Akira is like shows you, oh, this is anime. I think you okay, you can like some Japanese animation, but not like 
a lot of like mainstream anime. Yeah. This has all the animeisms you'd think of in My Hero Academia. <laughs> it has all that stuff, but it's just I think the pinnacle of that. It's just so good. There is an episode of My Hero Academia which I freaking teared up and I was like this there was cuz the show <laughs> is like it's all about heroes, it's all about superheroes and like yeah. people born with quirks and powers and stuff like that, but some people are so have such good powers or so good that they become professional heroes. And there's this one character called All Might. He's like a Superman equivalent. He's like the hope of the world. He's like like this really good character. And there's this one episode where it's just like it's like a big moment for him. It's like for I was watching this, I was like, "Wow, this is like one of the best it's like one of the best superhero Superman stories I've seen. It's very Superman-esque." But the show's so freaking good. It has such a good mix of heart. I mean, this this show definitely does wear its heart on its sleeve. It's so optimistic and it's just so upbeat. That like some people might think it's cheesy, but it's done so well where it's just so thoughtful. It's not like, oh, believe in your friends, the power of friendship. It's not that. It's not like yeah. that level. It's just like because there's hardship. There's it's not like a kid show. Don't definitely not a kid show because there's yeah. some intense freaking moments in the show <laughs> and some really big moments of violence. But that being said, it's very upbeat, and I think I'd recommend it to really anyone actually because there's a lot of anime that I watch. I'm like. Eh. If you like anime, you can yeah. you can watch it. But I'd recommend this to pretty much anyone because it's just so freaking good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in the four seasons. Just really good storytelling. Really great storytelling. Yeah. They like they like show you a character, and you're like, oh, okay, we're being introduced to this guy. I don't really know him. You're not the main character. But then they'll like go into like he'll he'll they'll put him in a situation, show you a little bit of his backstory, and you're like, I care so freaking much about him. <laughs> Nothing better happened to that character. They introduce like this one character, and he's like such a good character, and you're like. No, 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 you're not the main character. You're not the guy I like. What are you doing here? And then you like see him do stuff and you see where he's coming from and then you see stuff, how he reacts to stuff. I'm like, no, he's so good. Nothing better freaking happened to him. <laughs> so the opposite of Six Underground. The opposite of Six Underground. Absolutely. <laughs> they make you care exactly for their characters. That's the opposite of how I felt. There's even yeah. like a filler episode where it's like one character was like, guys, I need to talk to you about something. And I was legit, it was like a side character and I was like, oh. What's wrong? I was like legitimately <laughs> concerned about this side character. I was like, what's wrong, Sue? Are you okay? But yeah, it's fantastic. It's one of the best animes I've ever seen as far as like a show goes. There's, you know, because I feel yeah. like a lot of these movies are like, they're doing something different. You know, it's like you can watch some of these critically acclaimed movies like the Miyazaki ones, like Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, or that Your Name is a big one. But yeah, it, it's a different thing than watching it. Okay, you're in the weeds when it comes to anime, and that's yeah. definitely My Hero Academia. But check it out. If, you haven't, if you've been curious about anime, and it's something that you were like, this is kind of weird, don't know where to start, watch My Hero Academia. And, watch, and you can watch it dubbed. You don't have to watch the subtitles. The dubbing's really good. The voice <laughs> acting is fantastic. Like They're putting heart and soul into that acting when they're, when they're yeah. doing all these emotions. And there's a lot of emotions. There's like a, the main character. <laughs> Character is like they they make fun of it sometimes, but he's like the most emotional guy. He'll like <laughs> he'll he's so sensitive and he'll like cry a lot. But it's yeah. like he's putting a lot into that, and so it, it's not it's not like cheap. It's not it's nothing like that. It's good. It's really good stuff. But anyways, I've rambled on enough about that. Let's get into something completely different. <laughs> Indeed, I think it, I don't know if I could think of anything more different than an anime. Could you? Then you mean a war movie? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the antithesis of an anime. I don't know. <laughs> I've watched a lot of anime, so I don't know. Horror, I feel like. Yeah, it's horror. quite a bit different. Well, yeah. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I like that's a lot different. I guess. I mean, anime is wide ranging, so I, I yeah, can't just like. That's there, true. There's a lot of horror anime. I guess there's some horror anime. I guess, but I mean, in the end, it's really just a Japanese-made animated story. Exactly. <laughs> like. like the, I always felt like anime was really a bad word for it because it's like there's so many different types of anime and anime really is just the shorter version of animation. So I don't yeah. know. It's like I feel like it should just be like this is the Japanese style form of storytelling like in the animated form and then like, you know, like it should be broken down a little bit more. I don't know. It's just I completely I'm rambling, but it like no, I, it doesn't I, I make a saying. lot of sense because 
I haven't watched a lot, but from what I understand from you, like these shows are widely different, and for them to all to be considered oh, yeah. the same thing is not really doing it justice. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the Miyazaki ones are so different than My Hero Academia <laughs> or Dragon Ball or something like that. Like, You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, I, yeah. I completely agree with that sentiment. Yeah, it's not actually fair to like <laughs> to narrow them down into being one thing because there's tennis ones, yeah. there's freaking like. And then the there's like all kinds of horror coms. ones that are yeah crazy crazy freaking weird and scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so they're all very different 1917 <laughs> but my hero academia is definitely opposite in 1917 <laughs> Def- i would definitely say that yeah. there's probably a, maybe there maybe this is like derived from an anime and he just stole from it i guess they're both that. trying to save the world <laughs> i guess so yeah definitely in their from own in their own little way evil forces yeah. <laughs> We've been waiting for this one for a while. This one was released limited and uh, not intentionally waiting. Not forced exactly. by these weird Christmas things. Is it it's always around Same Christmas. thing with Dunkirk, what, two years ago now it was, yeah. I think. Yeah. So frustrating. The same with uh La La Land, recently Jojo Rabbit, where it's just like, okay, limited release. I mean I, I don't know what the, the, the deal with that is because it's yeah, not like... I missed JoJo because of that. Yeah. I wanted to see it, but didn't get in there when it finally came out. Exactly. Sometimes it's harder when they like kind of just shoot it out and it's like... Because you're like excited when you first hear about it and then like maybe you're thinking about something else or you just miss it. Because a lot of the times these movies are only coming for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's on fewer screens, fewer show times, and sometimes so they're relegated to a crap theater. Because then there's like these other movies that do not deserve as many weeks as they get and yeah they're taking up those theaters instead it's so strange because it's not a situation <laughs> where it's like oh we always intended a limited release and it just blew up and we put it on expanded no they yeah. were like okay we're doing it limited and then it's expanding i don't know i don't know the details but it's weird it's inconvenient luckily for me. it's here it's <laughs> luckily there's a lot it's of show times exactly it's weird when buying our tickets it said 1917 exclusive i don't yeah. know what that even yeah. meant i don't know I, I, you know, I thought it was maybe a different version or something, but it, I mean, I don't know. It was not obvious that like anything a dr- was a exclusive. Director interview at the beginning, yeah. nothing. I don't know. <laughs> that would have made sense. Maybe there's something at the end we missed. <laughs> maybe there was a post-credit sequence. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Mendes now will do the entire movie with commentary. <laughs> oh, oh shoot, <laughs> we missed it. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Uh, so we're gonna do the whole the, this thing uh, non-spoiler, and then we'll get into our spoilerly spoilerly goodies. Um, so, what did you think? I think you should go first on this one. Oh, oh man, I'm excited. Yeah. That, you should right. definitely go first on this one. Okay, I loved it. I, I thought it was like looking at the movie, like, and I want to see it again is a big thing because like throughout the movie, I was kind of just like stunned at like just how good the filmmaking it is and how much I cared. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. How are they doing this? And I'm, But I also have that thing of what's next. Do you know what I mean? A yeah. lot of times when you see a movie first, you get distracted by the what's next because it's hard for you to be like, I already know what's next. Sometimes when you see it, you know, <laughs> with the see it again, you can be like, all right, I already know what's next. Yeah. I can just appreciate what's going on right now and get out of my own you head. You take your eyes off like the middle of the screen and you can kind of like look around and stuff. Yeah, and I was really <laughs> trying to do this. But yeah. this movie... Because uh, like this, this does such such a like incredible job at doing something that is very difficult. One, it has has this thing that could be easily thought of as a gimmick. It's not this whole one shot thing. Yep. There's maybe one natural cut to this movie. I know there's like digital stitching or whatever here and there, probably, but whatever. It looks seamless. It's not like Birdman. You know how Birdman was like, there's, yeah, it was like filmed to be one shot, but it would do something where like the camera would like go up into the sky and it would be like, and it would be like a CGI madness and go down, and it's like then it's like a next day. No, this is like continuous one shot. Not not there were like, two points at which he could have cut. Exactly. In the entire movie. Yeah. Which is amazingly impressive. Incredible. But it, this movie goes beyond that. Because one, it does this thing where it's that's not enough to make a great entertaining movie. This has great moments in it of, of thrilling action, but also good character work. This is the thing that's impressive to me. To do this, but also create a character that I care about. Because it's in the context yeah. of like several hours. It's not like... Um, it's not like uh, oh we're yep. going throughout one day or two days or something like that. It's a few. It gives you a few hours to invest yourself in this character, and that that's tricky. It's something you had mentioned on our other podcast where you say you enjoyed movies where it's like 
people in one place. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of is that, even though they're moving, but it's like basically because you're with them, you feel like they're in one place. Yeah. And, it, Which and it's cool. It gives you that perspective, like how much distance he actually had to cover, you know, what they actually had to go through because of, you know, the way it was filmed. And yeah, and, he, and he, when these traveling movies, there's usually a lot of traveling where you get like, the character will go somewhere, you get an establishing shot of a car going down a road yeah. or an airplane going overhead. You Scene are change, him. they're there. Yeah. Exactly. Scene yeah. change, you're there. You're with him. So you're with him yeah. every step of the way. So you're with him on this journey. Literally every step. It's really cool. It, it, it's effective. It's not needless to, to shoot the movie like this. It's not just the filmmakers flexing. Um, it's actually it benefits the movie. Like this movie couldn't have it wouldn't have been a movie any other way. Like it would have been a movie, but it would have been like okay, this is just a little bit more generic. It would still actually been a good movie though. I can say that without this one shot thing, it still would have been a good movie. But this sends it over the edge of like this raises the bar. Oh yeah, I think this movie freaking raises the bar for filmmaking in general. Like the things they do, I'm like. How can you? How can you do this? And they make it look, how? and they make it look effortless too, which is, I think, something that really you can commend movies for when when they do something that really is incredibly difficult to do, and they make it look like it's just, well, why hasn't everybody filmed their movie this way? And yeah. To me, that's that's something that impressed me about this movie. My general thoughts, uh, I'll just go ahead and get it off the off right here at the beginning. Um, I think this is the single greatest war movie to ever be filmed. I, I this, can't really argue with you. This movie is. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is a perfect ten for me. There's there's nothing I think that Sam Mendes did wrong. It's just it's an incredibly moving story about a incredibly important war in the history of the world, mm -hmm. and you know it's it's a snapshot obviously of a tiny part of a huge war that you know cost many families their children and many men their lives, but I think it's an important, you know, telling of the story in an important way that is as real and as raw as any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. Honestly, it's, I was blown away. I thought it was incredible. <laughs> in every way, a movie, I think, can do good by, I think, instilling in young people like what that generation had to go through in World War One, and then, you know, the terrible World War Two. I think it, it gives people respect for what you know the british and the american and french all those soldiers that we you know see in all those different scenes just the horrific conditions they had to go through mm -hmm. and like like you have already said you know i'm just retelling it but he did it in an amazing way yeah he he i mean skyfall was an incredible movie but i feel like this stepped everything he did up in skyfall up to 11 so oh yeah yeah, this is an incredible movie. If you haven't seen this movie, you should immediately buy a ticket after listening to this. See it in theaters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I'm upset that we couldn't see it in like uh, our RPX or whatever. Yeah. I wanted to see it in the biggest screen that I could. But I was not in RPX. I know. It's crazy. It was like Star Wars is still there. I'm like, it had its run. Put 1917 in there. Yeah. Or maybe like split time with Star Wars, you know, like Something, have a couple, yeah. like half the day, you know, Skyfall's earlier in the day and Star Wars, Star Wars is the later crowd. I could understand that, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, it so deserves the, you know, wider screen format. So the more you can immerse yourself in the story, the better. Like the way that like that you're in that person's shoes, and when and when a plane flies overhead, you're supposed to be oh I'm freaked out because I don't know if that's an enemy plane or not. What's about to happen? Or when a bullet flies past your ear yeah. or whatever. It's it's an immersive movie even in the theater that we were in. But see it in theaters. This isn't a movie you watch on your phone, or on your laptop, or on your 13-inch television. No, you have... Who has a 13-inch television? No, that's not a thing anymore. If you do, you need to be really close. Put that'd, a be VR, their that'd be your laptop. It'd be your laptop would be 13. There you go. There we go. <laughs> well, don't do that. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. This is... A, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, like... Amber, who saw the movie with us, she doesn't like war movies, but she was like, this is freaking awesome. It was hard not to be, like, just captivated. Yeah, and, and like, it's not just blam, 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 pow, pow, pow. This movie not has... Not at all. Yeah, it has this crazy mix. I love it when movies do this. This mix between horror and beauty, where one moment you're in hell, and then one moment you're, you have a moment of bliss. It is, I mean, it was, it was real. It was so real. It yeah. was incredible. And it's like, and there's so much wordless storytelling here because a lot of the yeah. movie is like, there's, 
the I'm set design go. is insane, insane. Which, which is what you're talking about like it looks so real it's insane like for miles you can look out i mean probably not miles but you know hundreds of yards you can look out in the battlefield and see you know what they've designed and yeah it's amazing i mean i can't imagine it was much different than what they did like it's no. got to be very close there's a lot of details and like I was doing what you were telling me like I, I was like watching I was looking around and looking at all the details and the shots like skeletons like when they crossed the, the line there near yeah. the beginning that was intense so much to look at so much going on yeah. when with every footstep there's like a ooh, you know there's like a fear that something might go wrong but like this and like there, there's something I was talking to Amber about how like this must have been really difficult to do because because when you're doing it in one shot and you're on incredibly a difficult. Well, I mean, beyond you must have to rehearse it over and over again before you yeah, film the acting and Let's all. Let's go through it again, boys. Oh, the camera shifted a little bit there. Yeah. You know, I can't, you can't even believe it. How many times can you redo the explosions? Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. like the, the the feeling of going on a journey, how do you do that? Because like you're taking every step with the character and you've like maybe like when they're going to one place to another, because you can follow this movie beat by beat by beat. It's actually really easy to follow just talking about it. But like you don't get the sense that like when they're like maybe 10 minutes have gone by of them walking, you should be able to just turn around and like see where they just were. You yeah. don't get the sense of that. You feel like you've gone a long way. There was a point in this movie where they were walking for maybe like 40 minutes and they were like, I was like, wow, I feel like I've gone so far already. <laughs> but like in reality, I wonder how far away as far as locations on the set, yeah. those different places were. And that's, I can't imagine that must be hard to pull off that feel that you've gone on a journey. And actually have gone a distance with these yeah. people. When in all realities, it's like, I don't know how far away these <laughs> locations were. But yeah. you feel it. You feel like, wow, you're miles away. Yeah, like when they he jumped in the truck and then he ended up getting out in the city and or the blown up town. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it felt like you were so far away. But it was like he only really rode in the truck for a little bit. Yeah. I don't think any of these things are spoilers. No, I don't think so. <laughs> he got in a truck? What? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, beyond all that, I really don't know. Well, I don't have any dings about it. Honestly, there might be like, I don't even think anything. The acting really. was excellent. Those two kids did so well. Oh, yeah. And the, the movie did this thing where like they'd introduce a general here and there and they'd like kind of slowly reveal and like, oh, it's like a usually yeah. like a British veteran actor or something like that. It's it's cool. It's the cool guy to see from a, a Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That guy's great. Name, yeah. yeah, he's that great. Guy's awesome. I can never remember his name, but he's fantastic. Yeah, he's such a good actor. Yeah. So um, I think that's a high, 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 high recommend. It's definitely one of the best movies of the year of 2019, if you're going to count that. It's, yeah, I I think that now just took my top spot for the decade. Dude. Because it technically slipped in with <laughs> what, six days yeah. before. It, the official release was in 2019. This is a 2019 December 25th, movie. yeah. Yeah. So I think that might be my decade movie Definitely. over Inception. This is a fantastic <laughs> tour de force movie, and I think it deserves every award that it's going to and should freaking yep. get. This movie is... I don't really know how you beat it, but I, I hope he will... This is a movie that's going to inspire filmmakers working and yet to work. He's, For sure. It's, I can't wait to see how film evolves off this movie. It's that kind of movie. Yeah, this will be a movie people will be talking about in 60, 100 years from now. Yeah, it will be a movie people study. Yeah. Like, it's going to be that. And, and it's funny because Dunkirk did a very similar thing and did an amazing job at it, but I think this did better. Yeah, I agree. Which... I love Christopher Nolan. So, I mean, it's it's hard for me to imagine. I, you know, before I saw it, for me to imagine that I'd be saying this now, but it, yeah, it hit a home run in royal fashion. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's go into some spoilers. It's not too much, really, because it's really just. Yeah. It's not like it's not a like lot there's of big twists and turns. Again, the movie takes place over the course of hours, as far as yeah. the story goes. So it's not like it's basically what? real time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. one, like, okay, we're in spoilers. Spoilers. There's <laughs> one, like, time jump in the movie where he is knocked out. Yeah. That is your only cut. That's true. And so it goes, that's that's how we get to night, basically. Yeah, and it's almost morning, too. So, you know, he must have been knocked out for a while. 
I'm going to tell you, that is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Not him getting knocked down. But him waking up. I think that that shot is amazing. Yeah. It creates... He's he's really... He must be really so delirious. Dark. And it's like this dreamlike quality as the music swells and you see the shadows build off the like flares that are going up. And it's just dreamlike. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. And I was... It's one of the most immersive moments for me in a, in a, in a movie where I was like, I feel like I, it's one of those I feel like I'm there kind of moments. Like, yeah. I know that's like, you know, cliche to say, but I felt like I was there. I was like, holy crap, I can really imagine myself in this moment. The confusion, the terror, it's... And it's How just, they're missing their shots to me. That was so accurate to real life. Oh like, my gosh, yeah. You know, guns a hundred years ago, I'm sure they were very inaccurate very already. Terrible. and. You know, it's nighttime, you're shaking, it's cold, all those things. Yeah, and you run up into a shadow, and you're like, who is that? And all of a sudden, that person starts chasing you, and you're like, okay, not a friend, not a friend. Terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that this part of the movie, this whole section, it's it's just firing on all cylinders when he's, from the moment he gets knocked out. Because there's some great stuff that happens before. I think the entire movie as a whole, there's no skippable parts. There's no bathroom moments. In this movie, I think. I don't think you should miss the second yeah. of this movie. But from the point where he gets knocked out, I am like, I am, I'm so immersed. Oh, God. I thought the stuff with Blake, too, when he died, like, that was intense. Man. Wonderful. It's so raw. It's like, he just got stabbed, and he's, like, coming to grips with, like, this injury. Like, mm-hmm. Just, like, the worst place you could get stabbed in the stomach. Like, oh, just terrible. Like, yeah. in- internally bleeding out. Like, just, oh. It was an intense scene. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of emotional things in this movie for me. Was... This actor, that actor is a, <laughs> he was only in like a few things I know from before this. He was in Blinded <clears throat> by the Light in, in a supporting role. He was like the friend. He's actually in Game of Thrones. He was uh, King Tommen. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is a big jump in his career to play something like this. I mean, did you, did you think he was going to die at any point in the movie? I mean, I thought he was the lead, so no. I was not expecting that. I did. That's the weird thing. Yeah. I don't think that's the fault of the movie. I that's just me being in my head during the movie. Like, when I started hearing them talking, like, during that conversation, I was like, he's going to die. He's going on. He I kind of thought the other guy was going to die. Especially when he got hurt in the mine shaft. Yeah. I thought that was, like, a showing, like, oh, he's going to have to, like, care for this other guy. Yeah. But. Um. I think it was the reason why I thought that I was like, ooh, this person has like more like intrigue as a character, whereas this other character seems to be already a little bit established. He want he he oh you don't want your reward? Why wouldn't you want your medal or something like that? This yeah. is a character who he kind of knows who he is, but this guy is like a little bit lost. He seemed like it was a few years older as well. Yeah, a little. He's a little jaded as well. And we find out in the end of the movie what so he's... So it's Blake and Schofield, just Schofield. so we can start yeah, using it, their names. It's so hard for you to, I was calling them all to drive home. I was yeah. like, the brother, or whatever, you know. I was like, oh, did you know the brother was going to die, or whatever. But, the younger Blake. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they, they were fantastic. I mean, his death scene was really good. I don't think it was... It's easy to overdo those those scenes, you know what I mean, where it's mm-hmm. like... But I, I thought it was realistic. That freaking... What was it? Lord of the Rings... To me, that's the most overdone death scene ever. Which one? Oh, the, get, the guy in Game of Thrones. Boromir? Who, yeah, Boromir. Yeah. That was the most <laughs> My overdone. brother! He, he lived for so long. It's like that scene in Deadpool 2 where he's like... Exactly. Ah, just so hard to go. <laughs> Hold on, here it comes. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> but um, it, it revealed character stuff. You know, it's not like... It's just a, t- a moment to be over dramatic. It wasn't just I'm gonna. This is my gonna be my Oscar reel, which it, it is impressive. Anytime there's a death scene, it's usually emotional. It's usually de- yeah. you know, imp- like it takes a lot of acting with a capital A. But he he did it in a way that was it wasn't it feel like oh here we go. Well, I just I think the whole movie was so real. That's what I loved about it. There was no parts in which. It felt exaggerated. It was, mm-hmm. you know, he he was coming to grips with first. You know, Schofield's like, you know, we got to get you somewhere. We got to stop the bleeding. We have to save you. And Blake's like, oh, it just hurts too much. And it hurts too much. And then I think even Blake's like, okay, well, we're gonna get the doctors here. You know, you felt it in his voice. He's like, okay, yeah. And then, and then it was just like, I'm dying, aren't I? Yeah. And you I could love already the see there. like how white his face was, and 
then it was like, okay, I need to like do my last things now. I need to mm-hmm. tell give my, him my letter. I need to talk to him about what I want done. So, mm-hmm. but do you think yeah. the movie benefited? From uh, being like that point, it was no longer like he didn't have a, another character to work off of. He was alone. Do you think it worked better for that? I mean, I think it could have worked either way. I think it worked well the way it is. Mm-hmm. I think it could have worked if they'd both gone all the way and maybe somebody had died right at the end. Mm-hmm. I think it could have worked that way too, but I think it worked great the way it was. <laughs> I think it was cool that they change up the dynamic because you have it both, you get it both yeah. ways. You know, you get it to where he's there a duo for like uh, maybe 45 minutes or so. And then the rest, the next hour, it's just him. And then he like will run into a character and have some. So I love the fact that he ran into that that French girl and a baby. That was just, again, another moment of beauty where he just, you see something innocent after like going through hell. Like seriously, when he was, when they were going through like the battlefield, that first battlefield they go through and they're just like. Going through the barbed wire. That literally, it was like hellish. It was like, oh, we're eating like was Dante's Inferno or something like that. It's it's really gruesome. Yeah. And it's great to like run into some a character, have a moment of beauty where you just take a moment to appreciate innocence and think yeah. of like, hey, I'm fighting for this kind of stuff. I really thought any moment then one of the Germans was going to come. Oh, my God. There was going to be a Saving Private Ryan kind of moment. Anytime the camera would pan. It's going to, like, kill somebody. And Yeah, anytime yeah. it would, like, shift around. I was like, there's going to be someone for They showed the door in the one part, and it was like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to creep in and then say something in German really loud, and then there's going to be a struggle, and French girl's going to get shot, and the baby's going to Oh, God. <laughs> I, I could have seen, yeah, I could have seen them kill the girl and then, like, he has to, like, carry the baby or something. Yeah, I love that this I'm glad movie they didn't do that, do- I, Yeah, I love that this movie doesn't go for that. It doesn't go for, like, here's the worst case scenario. You know what I mean? You remember the part in Saving Private Ryan? I think that really was a scene that they could have done without. Yeah, I where, completely where the agree. German the slowly kid. stabs the... Oh, yeah. The, the Jewish guy. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that was... Yeah, that was... It was too much. It was very It was crucial. just too far. Like, yeah. I'm sure that kind of thing happened, but it just seemed scripted and like how terrible it was. Yeah, this it's a movie doesn't do that. I don't think that it goes there, you yeah. know, unnecessarily. I think it can sh- you can show a realistic depiction of the horrors of war without everything going wrong and everything being terrible. I mean, like it gets to the point where you you feel like it's almost unrealistic when just everything goes wrong. Like remember in the movie Gravity, you're like, yeah. oh my god, give me yeah. a break! Yeah. Is everything gonna Let's go wrong? Let's beat her up for two and a half hours. Yeah, you almost think like some Final Destination <laughs> kind of thing yeah. is happening. Is death just coming for her? Yeah. But you know, there's Tomb Raider. Exactly. You get breaks once in a while. You get breaks in this movie to be like, okay, to to embrace humanity. For a bit, I mean, you you go you dive back into hell, but there's moments where you come out of the water and take a breath. I love it when and you see the cherry blossoms falling. Exactly, it was such a cool I love scene. Love that. Just a but moment, but then for him you to, go right into the bodies. Exactly, yep. just he sees the cherry cherry blossoms. He steals himself after he fell over a waterfall. Exactly. And then the cherry blossoms. Then the bodies, and then that really cool song. Uh, oh yeah, that was from really, the trailer. That yeah. was awesome. I did not know that that was. That was really neat. I thought that was like a modern pop song, the one that was in the trailer. I did not know that it was like an old timey. <laughs> I thought that British was going to be Blake singing. Honestly, oh yeah. I thought that's how he was going to find him. He's like, I thought he was going to look at him and he was going to see like his brother in his face and be like, Lieutenant Blake. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it takes a while. It could have been cool there. for them to do it that way, but mm-hmm. it was it was good. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's some like really like there's some really impressive like how are they still doing this <laughs> as far as like their shots like there's some moments of oh like especially that one where he falls off the water out the waterfall like there could have been some digital stitching there but whatever when he goes down and then they just it just stays on the water waiting for him to come up did they do anything digital in this I movie am, if they did it looks they, so real here's the thing this is all assumption because I have no idea. You do not notice. That was amazing. You do not see anything. And I'm looking. Anything. I am looking like a hawk to see. Is there a cut? Like is even one of the trigger? rats didn't even look like they were CGI. How did they do that? <laughs> it's amazing. How did they... How did they get the rats to go where they want them to go? Yeah. Were they CGI? Sure didn't look like it. <laughs> this movie... <laughs> I think uh, Sam Mendes is like a magician or a wizard or something like that. This is some black magic... That's something hokum. I think that sets movies apart, man. When when you don't 
like okay well obviously that's cgi because you know maybe it looks great but it's like okay obviously that could never happen like gravity doesn't work that way or anything but this movie had amazing visuals without like anything even looking like it possibly could be cgi so yeah it's it's just another thing i think that set this movie apart you know there's some amazing war movies out there and it's yeah you know it's easy to dismiss my claim that this is the best war movie ever made, but I don't think it's I really that easy, do. To be honest, <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there listening though that would would say that. But sure, sure. If you haven't seen it, like you know, see it and then judge. But I think it's it's got to be really close if it's not. And, it's at least the for, best World War One for movie, me, isn't it? it? Is. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not very many of them, but it's yeah. at least that. I really do think it is it is the best because it doesn't feel scripted at all, which so many no. war movies are amazing, but it's like, okay, they clearly set that up to be dramatic. They clearly set that up to do this or that. This movie doesn't feel like that at all in any at any point. It I just will, feels like these guys are doing it. I will disagree with you on one part. <laughs> one part. Because I'm looking at this movie as like, is there anything wrong with it at all? Because, you know, there's no such thing as like the perfect movie, but this is a 10 out of 10. This is a masterpiece. There's one part I was like... For you, yeah. For me, yeah. Go ahead. Um, it's that, <laughs> just go, see. Let's, let's see. see it. <laughs> it's uh, that moment when uh, you don't know. You don't know if uh, Benedict Cumberpatch is going to listen to him. It's a great moment of tension yeah. where you're like, is he going to freaking just say no or whatever? You don't he know. He changes his mind too quick. Yeah, no, no. I was fine with him changing his mind. I mean, he is too much at risk. But it's his dialogue after. I don't really know what prompted him to say to be like, there's only one way this war ends last man standing i was like how does that apply to this situation why is he telling him that it seems like i don't know just a a cool line but why but either way i am that that is a nit 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 pick because that is literally the only thing i can think there is that he's like he's thinking okay well like maybe they're right that they're waiting on us but whether I go now or I go tomorrow, like we're going to have to charge them. We're going to have to attack. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, th- yeah, they may have saved us in some way, but at the same time, he's just thinking it's just inevitable. I'm going to have to send my men in sooner or later. So why not now is what he, I think he's still like, even though he may have be like, okay, well, yeah, I guess there's some intelligence that, you know, it is really bad. It is not something we should do, but I just think I need to, so we might as well do it now. So, yeah, he is exactly. I had to look at look up his name. I couldn't disrespect him again. Mark Strong. He is exactly what he warned him about. Like, make sure there's witnesses when you give him this note. Some people just want to fight. Like, he plants that seed in him and in the audience to know there's a chance that when he gives them the letter, that um, he's not. They're not going to listen to you. And so yeah. he is that. And so I get that, yeah, he just wanted to fight. And he's like, look, you know, today it's Holt. Tomorrow it's we march at dawn. You know, yeah. I get it. But there was just like there was like one or two line. And I was like, huh. But again, that is a nothing, a big nothing in that movie. Because it's just it doesn't really take anything away from it. Probably my, my issue would be that I do think he changed his mind too quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's such a simple little thing because it's the end of the movie, really, anyways. Yeah. But, but he was, like, so, like, determined, like, no, we're going. We have to go. We're, we're, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, we'll, we'll send them back. Send them back. Remember, yeah. How do you even get them back? Like, there's already guys out there in the middle of the battlefield. I like, imagine, like, there, there's waves, and the first wave is gone. Like, they already went. Um, they're doing their thing. But it just don't make the second wave go, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I mean... They seemed like there was still a lot of damage done. Like a lot of people lost limbs and crap. You would think the uh, the other guy would have died as well. Honestly, the, I know uh, the other Blake, the brother. Yeah, yeah. like Lieutenant Blake. Mm-hmm. What a great freaking scene, though. Like I, I love that. Like where he's just like he's trying to be a yeah. little strong, but he's obviously freaking devastated and breaking down. And he's just like, no, I should I should say more. I should say more to this guy and not tell him how he was brave and. Saved my life or whatever. Intense. Yeah, very, very intense. Very good. And then where he walks off in the field, and that was great. Uh huh. Just yeah. a great way to sum it up. Mm-hmm. Ends, <laughs> it starts in the field, ends with the field. So, yeah. it, it when with him sitting down like that too. I think he may have been looking at. No, he was napping. I don't remember what he was doing at that beginning of that. Oh, jeez. This movie. Um, 
there's so many parts where uh, that are just inc- like impressive. There's moments where I just stop and like think, holy freaking crap. It is just still going, isn't it? As far as not the movie, but the shot. And I'm like, uh, how? How did they do the thing <laughs> with the planes? How did they do the... Jeez. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> but honestly, it's it's an experience of a movie. It's not a movie where a podcast... It, it can be like just like really summed yeah. up in a podcast and just talking about a movie. It's not a movie you talk about. It's a movie experience. For sure. It's a very emotional movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like there's not a lot of details you can go into. It's just kind of general. Like the set pieces were amazing. The backdrop was incredible. It, it's a movie that needs to be seen. It's an yeah. experience. And it's yeah, it's, it's not like just trying to describe candy. a you know a roller coaster to someone. It's like yeah, you just have to do it. Exactly. So, and, yeah, go see this movie. <laughs> and it's not just eye candy. Again, there's emotional beats here. There's character beats here. That it's not just because so many. There's a lot of war movies where it is plot, plot, plot. We're going here. We're going there. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, this person's died. And you're saving Private Ryan's very much that kind of movie. It really is. And that's um, a great movie. It, is, it pulls it off. It's the best example of that yeah. kind of movie where it's like, oh, go here. Yeah. Oh, 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 go here. You know, and yeah. and then there's Black Hawk Down, which is just blam, 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 yeah. boom, 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 chaos, mm-hmm. chaos, chaos, which I mean, it's fitting. <laughs> but so it all just happens in one little area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fantastic. See it. I can't recommend this movie more. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, absolutely amazing. <laughs> 10 out of 10. All right, cool. Looking forward to the next movie that we review. But, I mean, I think we're just going to have a regular episode next week. I There are so many. I was thinking about seeing Underwater, honestly, but there's so many movies that I need to see. to yeah. Like, like I want to see Uncut Gems. Yeah. I know Amber and I really want to see That's Little Women. probably my next one. Yeah. Uncut Gems. Let me know when you see that because I think yeah. I might want to go on board. I keep hearing about Parasite. I don't even know what it's about, but I want to see it. It's Oscar season. It's Oscar season, exactly. There's just a lot of movies, a lot of buzz, and uh, only 24 hours each day. So (laughs) we'll see what I can do. Good problems. Good problems. These are first, first, first world problems. (laughs) That's for sure. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. See you next week. See ya.